Welcome to the Note to Scene podcast. I'm Matt Crane. I'm Tyler Sharp. And every week we chronicle the biggest news stories in the music scene. Find more episodes of the show on Apple Podcasts where you should please rate and review us. Email us at notetoscene at gmail.com. Big news this week from Sleeping with Sirens. But first, we're going to talk about 21 Pilots and their new album, Trench. It's here. Let's go. So Maroon 5 playing the Super Bowl, where are you at here with this? Are you in? Are you out? I mean, like, I'm in just because of She Will Be Loved, which probably won't even be played, but bangers are bangers. Um, it makes sense, right? Safe option. Common denominator band. And they're still relevant now. They just had the uh, hit with Cardi. They're just like Hawaiian shirt core. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like, it's, come on. Like, Hawaiian shirt core. Added to the it, list of made-up genres. On if they get scene. Cardi out, I mean, that makes sense, you know? I feel like that's a given. Well, I heard there's some contractual bullshit going back and forth. Like Cardi wants her own set if she's going to perform. God. You know, she doesn't want a song. But I just I don't know, man. I saw, like, you know, people. there was uh, the floater out there about the Foo Fighters. I think that would be cool. A Foo Fighters halftime show? Like, I would be I mean, on that. I feel like it was just Dave saying that they've been approached but in know, the past. I think that would work though. Like everybody knows Dave. I, I everybody think remembers it Nirvana. Everybody knows like a few Foo Fighters songs. Dude, he's just up there feel... screaming the best of you. Everyone's gonna be into it, you know. I feel like it would have worked even like just five years ago. Yeah. And I mean, it could still work now. Whatever. I just, I just don't think... feel like kids want to get a rock band. I just think you should do that. Not Maroon Five, who are just like so, they're just so they've crossed into that weird dimension of nothingness band you know it's just adam <laughs> levine featuring g- girl of the month you know adam the chameleon levine um did you see Haley williams doing asmr so all right i saw the video i didn't have any time or motivation to look up what asmr is okay so asmr Fill not to in. be like not to be cool hipster here but i've all been right. into asmr for like four years you ever have like it, it's something you either totally get or you don't. It's like people whisper, like the sound of whispering and light touching gives you this sort of like tingling sensation that's super relaxing. Are you ever familiar with that? Like if you're if you're half asleep and somebody's next to you whispering, it's like super. Um, people who experience ASMR, which I forget what it stands for, experience like this. It's like a weird tingling sensation that will relax like, you. Put you like when sleep. you chew five gum. No. <laughs> no, that that no, not at all. That's the opposite. <laughs> That's the opposite. You probably fall into the the category of people who just have never experienced. It's just one of those things. I feel like that would be the most irritating thing of all time. Yeah. So you're. It's two camps. So yeah. So okay. but Haley did it, which is interesting. Um, to promote her hair dye product. But the ASMR community, it's like this big YouTube community of all these wow. ASMR ASM artist girls who are like really good at it, and they get millions of views. So it was just interesting to see Haley. Uh, dip into that. I got a question though, real quick. Did you stand Atlantic on Hopeless? Is that something we need to worry about? I just I, 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 I don't. <laughs> is that something like, we need like, to worry about? Yeah, I don't know. Like <laughs> I, I, I saw it and I was like, you know. Listen, Hopeless, I've been hearing matter? the name a lot. To yeah. be completely honest, I have not listened yet, so I have no idea. But there's buzz. So uh, 
my first reaction the first time I heard the name was like, how many band names are gonna have Atlantic in them? That that's that's a that's a kid. Listen, that's a kiss of death for your your band's kids. I mean, no, no Atlantic band ever went that far, and <laughs> you're not gonna be the one. I'm sorry. I mean, it might. I don't know. I can't uh, tell you for sure, but I I hear the momentum, the verbal momentum of the of that band. Could, I've seen could press maybe releases and label promotion, and that's it. So I just don't know. I was asking, you know, but you've heard some moment. You've heard some buzz. I've okay. heard verbal momentum. Too much. We'll, we'll too much to... time. We'll too, much time <laughs> too much time already spent on him. We'll circle back. Right, before we'll circle we back. get into listener questions, I just had to I had to ask you real quick. Um, Pele Royale, man, came through with some big sales this week. We were wrong. I'm pissed, and I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, no. Um, Tyler <laughs> and Matt will officially be taking Pele Royale seriously. because <laughs> From here all, on out. I, we don't like them, that band, but they they, they, they kind of they came out with the sales. when it, They sold, what, 7,000 copies first week? 7,900. You know? Yeah, on a B-side thing, and they're a UK band, which it's really hard to sell over here when you're a UK band. So it's just like they really proved that they're going to be a big fucking thing on the next record. So... We're ready to deal with it. We're going to, you know, Tyler and I will talk through it. We'll do what we do. Um, I know there was a lot of panic news, and that's going to be next week. We're pushing that all in next week. So that'll be big, the lead story for next week's episode. But Tyler Sharp, if you are ready, let's dive into listener questions. Let's do it. All right. Our first question comes from longtime listener Aaron L. Aaron writes in to notecenatgmail.com. Against the current, not really for me, but man, did this band take any momentum Paris had and squashed it. If Fueled by Ramen really wants a good radio push, they have about nine songs in this release that I can hear on radio. What did your pop ears think about it? Like, this band, man, first <laughs> off, it's over. Time is oh, Time it's is so over. So over. The, the this new album by Against the Current Past Life, released on Fueled by Ramen, sold... 1,700 copies first week. Was it 1,400? No, sure? 700. I'm okay. looking at it right now. Okay. Wow. I mean, so... Wow. You might as well not even be a band. You know, the Gravity EP, I thought it was phenomenal. To me, it was like next Paramore good level. Like, I was so in on this band when the Gravity EP came out. And I see why I feel FBR picked them up after that EP. But that was 2015. And, and nothing has happened since then, you know? Literally nothing. And and that that's the thing. This record is decent. Like, there's some sauce on it, you know? Like, there's, like, surprising moments. I wasn't blown away or anything, but, like, there's some sauce on this record. And the rollout was just, you know, so botched. So I don't see it hitting radio at all, Aaron. Um, it's not bad. The it's They had nothing. a single that I can't even remember what it was. Yeah, but I really... The glass. I, yeah, that was it. That was it. And I really liked it. It was at the beginning of last summer, was it? Like, already? It's already been... Dude, I don't even know. But I, mean, uh, the, I know that this thing got delayed, and it was supposed to be out, like, last fall. Yeah. And there were already print reviews for the album out. And mm-hmm. I think they scrapped some of it, and, like, redid it, and, like, delayed it eight months. And it was, like, mania on steroids, almost. Yeah. Yeah. Just terrible. And if you're going to sell a thousand copies on a major label, it's, you know, 
They're gonna be a YouTube. Just stick to. They're gonna be a YouTube cover yeah, band, just like they always do have been. And our last people, night up, man. People want to see them do cover bands, shit, and you know, guys want to stare at gorgeous Christy and all those music videos. So that's gonna keep working for them, you know. But they're not gonna sell records, um, and yep. this record's going nowhere. Next question. Uh, Alex N writes into notecine@gmail.com. Um, I love this question, by the way. He says, hey, guys, I don't know if you've heard about Elon Musk wanting to send artists to space to create art inspired by it. Even though it would never happen, what band from the scene would you want to see sent around the moon? Either because they'd be the best face for the scene or because they'd make the best moon music. So a little background here, if you're not following Elon Musk, the founder of SpaceX and Tesla, he is doing the first commercial flight to space. He's flying a, a Chinese billionaire around the moon and back. And um, this Chinese billionaire wants to take like five or six artists with him into space for inspiration. Like mm-hmm. that's who he's taking as his um, passengers with him because he's paid, I think, like $100 million for this flight. So <laughs> if he decided he wanted to take some scene bands, <laughs> uh, I guess Tyler and I are going to pick him out here. So... My, I've, I have two picks. My first pick would be, okay, so if I don't have a time machine, I'm going to pick from first to last because <laughs> I not that I think they'd be so inspired from space, but I think once you got Sunny in them and they made that trip around the moon and back, there'd be like no more excuses to not make it happen anymore, right? Like that's too much <laughs> pressure for Sunny. He'd be like, all right, I went to the moon for this. I came back to Earth. I got to do it now. You agree? Don't you feel like it'd be too much pressure? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, My second choice, if I had a time machine, I would go back to 2015 and I would send Paris up into space and hope they found that magic inspiration and didn't fuck their band the way they did. That's a, that's a good one. I got more of a lame excuse, uh, a lame response. Uh, my first one would definitely be under oath. Uh, pre, 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 <laughs> just trying to pre comeback album, or current. You know, either pre comeback album or current. Uh, I, I would take either, um, but probably I, pre. I'd take whatever I could get for them. <laughs> I'd, I'd take pre comeback album, and in, in hopes that uh, in hopes that they would deliver something a little more. Uh, little more bombastic and uh generate some more momentum behind the band the other one just because i think they deserve it and they're wonderful people that make great music architects oh yeah i can you know i think that uh they would take advantage of it i can I, see sam carter on the moon like right screaming, you know in the music video right um, dude like you could just picture that band there's so much like gravitas with with their sound yeah. and uh uh peep that uh peep that new record boys like those singles are fire all right we thank Aaron and Alex for writing in to note to scene at gmail.com. If you guys have any questions for the show, feel free to send them in and Tyler and I will talk about them. But T Sharp, we got to do this thing. Here we it's go. The main story this week 21 Pilots' new album, Trench, is finally out. The follow up to their smash, Blurry Face. Let's start with the record, man. Lay it on me. What do you think? of 21 pilots trench i have a lot <clears throat> a lot of thoughts on uh on trench and i wasn't really expecting to but uh mm-hmm. there's there is a lot to unpack with this record um they botched the rollout as as i think as worse as they prob- possibly could uh jumpsuit was the absolute worst single they could have chosen to lead this 
lead this record. And if um, you're questioning that, go back and listen to the Note to Scene episode where Jumpsuit dropped, and Tyler and I instantly are having fears from the first moment we heard the right. riff of Jumpsuit. You can go back and listen to that. You can hear that fear in real time. Absolutely. We, we knew it. Like, when we heard it, we're like, this is not the move. Like, this is not it. They should have led with Morph. Morph is... I, from what I've seen, has been the fan favorite since the record dropped. Uh, it was the last song to uh, last on the Spotify US Top 50 charts as far as daily streams go. I think it's fallen off at this point. But that song kind of encompasses old school 21 Pilots. It has no real like rockist vibes to it. It's very laid back and it's very... It's almost blurry face, but it has good progression to it, I think. And then the chorus is almost like, I get like Childish Gambino vibes from it, almost, as mm-hmm. far as Sonics go, and like Tyler's crazy falsetto in it. And I, A little I, bit of soul. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I it, I think that would, if they would have dropped that as a lead single, it would have gotten mo- way more momentum than Jumpsuit did. And, you know, they wouldn't even have had to fuck around with rock radio. They could have went straight mm-hmm. to alt, straight to top 40, see what happened. I don't know if it would have been a top 40 hit, but I, I, I feel like they could have they could have tried and would have had more uh, success right out of the gates. But um, I don't think My Blood is going to burn well for them. I don't like that song. I don't think that the chorus comes in strong enough. It feels very lackluster. But where they hit their stride is really the meat of the record. Chlorine, smithereens, neon gravestones, and the hype. Uh, Those four songs really feel like solid 21 Pilot songs. And neon gravestones is a massive vibe, you know, like not commenting on the lyrical content because there's a whole lot to unpack with that. But it's like a very dark pop kind of you know it, it's not heathens it it's in the same vein as heathens but it's very uh it serves a different purpose right like it it is a a very good filler song mm-hmm. it could never survive as a single but that's that's my favorite song from the record um the hype is very old school 21 pilots and i feel like the 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 hook is great in it uh nico i, I still find that song incredibly annoying uh, the only other song on the record that I like as a uh, potential single, I don't know if it will be, is Pet Cheetah. I feel like that's going to end up being mm-hmm. a deep cut, but it's got like almost like a club vibe at some points. Like it comes yeah. in hot. Um, Leave the City is an interesting track, too, the, the outro on the record. Um, I like the last half of it. I think it's a pretty fitting end to uh, the trench era we have here, but... Um, other than that, man, this is this is this is not good. Anyone who's looking from an objective viewpoint uh, and knows the history of Twenty One Pilots' sound and where they've come up, and they listen to this album front to back, they have to know that this is not going to be good for them long term. Like they just have to know. So I am at a six point three out of ten on. Ooh, you know, man, it's regression and. It really I just, is. I found this record so underwhelming. I'm not. I'm not with you on Morph, man. I, I. I tried. I just keep. I find it a little stale and flat at places. I know. I know. Like I know it was doing well, but that was. It was the. Um. It was the top song in the album. You know what I mean? Of it was the first new song that everyone got to hear, so it had that that advantage. Mm-hmm. That streaming advantage, mm-hmm. just being the first song. 
which right. usually gets the most streams. I think Chlorine is okay, but like song, you know, Smithereens, Neon Gravestones, The Hype, Cut My Lip. I didn't think they were bad songs. I just found them kind of mediocre. And everything was kind of really blurring together for me on this record. Everything, it was like just starting to feel so homogenized now to me. And like when I first heard Blurry Face, um, I was still working at AP and we got an early advance of the record. Mm-hmm. And I just remember hearing Blurry Face and I was like, holy shit, like there are so many hits on this record. Like I just, as soon as I heard it, I'm like, these are all hits. Like, I'm like, what are they going to choose as the singles? And they ended up going with all of them. You know what I mean? And they had the most dominating run we've seen of a rock band this decade, you know, because that record just had so many singles. And and that's not the case here. Um, There's there's just nothing special. There's nothing that that spark is not there one way or the other with the band. They're just kind of in the middle. Um, And it's like to me, the record sounds like either they like lazily like phoned it in you know, they right. just kind of didn't care or something happened to the point where this band have lost their chemistry and that special spark. And I pray it's not the latter of those two things. Like nothing was even remotely like emotional moving, emotionally moving to me, like like Vessel. Like I think back to a song like Holding On To You, you know, for sure. None of that raw in- intensity was there for me on this record. Um, Tyler is so distant and echoing throughout the whole record. Yeah. You know? I'm with you. Pet Cheetah is interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I like um, I like it. It's it's different, you know? It's definitely a different track. It's a standout. Um, it works. Legend, that could kind of work for them maybe as like a hipster, chic single. Sort bit. of like good yeah. indie film fodder, you know? I can see it soundtracking, <laughs> you know, your little girl's growing up story indie yeah. film. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, that yeah. kind of... I come to a six out of ten on the record. I, okay. I'm right there with you. Um for me, man, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm on the opposite side of you. Jumpsuit, My Blood, Levitate, Nico, those are the best songs to me. Um, Levitate's fire, but I don't consider I, that a song. <laughs> I know, I know, I know that those weren't the right songs to lead with, you know, at all. Mm-hmm. But I like them better than the rest of the stuff on the record. It's interesting. Um, they led with the best they had, in my opinion. Mm, um, I don't know about that. So sales, man. You know, the projections oh. came in. I know this is this is tough. So. We were, we were, you and I were talking and we were over under 300K, right? That was kind of where we were at. We were like, we were thinking, because the biggest emo release of all time was Fall Out Boys um, and Vinny on High, which did 260,000 copies first week. MCR's Black Parade did about 240 mm-hmm. first week. We thought there's no reason 21 Pilots can't totally fucking clear that, right? right. Like, and we were thinking maybe 300K, right? Why can't they crack 300K? But the projections came in, and it was all fucked up, right? What was the first thing we saw? Like, I think the first projection I read said, they might do north of 125K. And I was mm-hmm. like, what? You know, that was, was the like, first alarm one. bells. That was the bar. And we were just like, wait, no. Uh-uh. They're going to yeah. do north of 200. Easy. Right. Like, easy. I wasn't even... Qu- yeah. And um, I wasn't even thinking under 200. And... Um, it shouldn't. It shouldn't even be in like the question. Like it right. shouldn't even be in the conversation. They were the biggest band in the world. You know what I mean. And so the final projections for sales have come in. And correct me if I'm wrong, because I know it's been updating a lot. But one hundred and seventy-three thousand copies first week. Is, is that the right? Top is the top. That's that. That's the best case scenario. What's worst case scenario for them? Right like now, it's at it's at one sixty-seven. Okay, that that's massive disappointment. 
Like that is such so, a disappointment. So what even... did Blurry Face do? Blurry Face did uh, one thirty to one fifty. Okay. Somewhere in that neighborhood. So so this album did a hundred is going to do one hundred twenty nine to one hundred thirty five thousand pure traditional, yeah. and Blurry Face dropped in the before pure they they yeah. counted streaming, mm-hmm. right? Okay, right. Yep. So, dude, like Blurry the Face fans didn't show out. Copies. Yeah, the no, click it didn't it, show out. You know, don't though, at me. They, don't at me. <laughs> no, we know the click pre-ordered the shit out of it, and uh, I mean, you know, they pre- that's over a hundred thousand pre-orders. That you know, that's more than any rapper will do. But nobody's streaming these songs. You know, they're not. Dude, getting, I <sighs> thought. I I mean, I thought they were gonna do two hundred pure, and 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 just tack on you know I mean, they were on 50 to, to 75,000 with streaming but you know they're going to they're going to get like a 40,000 bump from streaming and do you know 130 traditional this is such an upset you know what i mean this is just I mean, such a such a you, you and what 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 is uh what's the biggest nail in the coffin is that they can't even, even they can't even spin even. it as a number one because nope, lady because... gaga and bradley cooper just blew their fucking doors off with so, the a star is born soundtrack yeah so uh, the projections came in and a star is born was projected to come in and the soundtrack for this this gaga bradley cooper movie which you should all go fucking see because mm-hmm. it's amazing and the soundtrack is dope as fuck but the soundtrack came out and it's having that total um, greatest showman effect mm-hmm. and it, it was projected to do number two and the projections for that just kept going fucking up and up and up and up until eventually it's coming in hot at number one. It's going to be 21 Pilots, Gaga and uh, Bradley Cooper and cast for I'd that soundtrack. To, I'd have to go back, but I think 21 was at one point projected to do 185 top. So yeah, they've they brought, come down. They, they brought them down and they pushed the Gaga thing up. Yep. Um, the Star is Born is going to crack 200K easily. I think and last I saw it was at 215. It's and at you know it's only going to go up. 215, right. It's and only dude, going up. 21 can't even use the, the album sales chart to push Did a number one. Did you see their sad little, like, they took the movie poster and replaced it with, replaced Whoa. Gaga with Tyler and, and, uh, and Josh, did you see the Dua Lipa tea when she chimed in on it? No, I did not. She favorited a tweet. I don't know where the fuck this came from, but Lady Gaga tweeted in 2012. Essentially, I can't remember what it was word for word, but essentially it was like so tired of uh, shitty people trying to capitalize on uh, like my success or my art and stuff like yeah. that. And Dua favorited that tweet right after 21 Pilots went viral on theirs. So that tweet did go viral when they did that? I mean, it did like 20,000 retweets, It just I didn't think? that look so sad, dude. Oh, like, 100%. So, like, really you sad. knew exactly what they were trying to fucking do. And I'm like, like they you, sh- this shouldn't even be a race. No, that's like admitting defeat. This was supposed to be your number one, 21 Pilots. Like, this was the easiest number one setup for you. Right? And, yeah, I get this Gaga movie phenomenon happens. It's so funny, too, because this is this, this this A Star is Born album is going to blow the last Gaga album out of the water. Oh, Joanne only way. did 100K first week. Right. like 110. This is double. Yeah. And the movie soundtrack now is coming. It's just, I mean, it's fun when that happens, but this should have been a lock for 21. You got to fucking Absolutely. bring your big guns. Right. You fucking lock right. this shit in. And, and they're not even, they're not even going to be able to use the album charts to say that they had nope, a number one. Like a Data Remember two. did with Bad Vibrations because Gaga is going to outsell them, outsell them traditional too. She's going to do 155 guy. to 165. Mm. 
Gaga's going to tick up too. Probably you can see 230, 240 maybe, and then it's going to hang around. next. It's going to have a big oh, second Oh, yeah, 21 is going to fall right off. Be, the second weekend might be bigger at the theaters than the first weekend. <laughs> you know, the way the word's spreading about this thing. Yep. Um, we're going to have to talk about it on the show too, by I the way. I think so. That week. might be the pop um, story next week. Yeah, that's a good pop story. I like that. Um, so it's just we can't have anything, man. Beartooth <laughs> come in and bomb with uh, – Oh, what did my the, God, the dude. They do? did 10,000. Hey, and the, they the did last 10, one – the last one did 15. Restive did 15. You know, against I mean, the current itself, 1.7. Seven. It's like it's all over. It's, we are chronicling the this end of the This is the final nail in Emo's coffin, man. And I, and I know I know we say it a lot, but you know, <laughs> that's, what, that's what me and Tyler are here for. We're chronicling the end for you. This We're here with you till the end. This podcast has turned uh, into. When the last scene, man, you know what I mean? When fucking our last night break up, the last scene, we'll, we'll still be here, you know? But, um, man, <laughs> it's just, we can't have anything. The, even the biggest band. Our last yeah. night. Oh my god! Twenty-one was like they were supposed to be the one. Like they were going to carry it on to the next generation. They were the next MCR. They, you know, times ten. Fuck man! They had way more pop hits than MCR did. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. It's, it's funny too. I never thought that blurry face run of singles. I never thought how similar that was to Panic and Fever. Like the way Fever dropped. And Panic just had all those Fever singles take off, and all of a sudden Panic were one of the biggest bands in the world. Mm-hmm. Very similar to how Twenty One Pilots did it with Blurry Face. Very similar sort of runs. And and now you're seeing this is their this is going to be their fucking pretty odd, you know. That is wow. That is you know? a, that's a hot take right there. <laughs> I mean, I think you know, um, Jumpsuit did good at alt radio. What's the other song um, they're pushing right now? My, my blood. blood. I like my blood. You know. Homie Bob Lefsetz backs my blood. Dude, Bob Lefsetz thinks backs it's going to be a fucking hit. It, I know it's not your thing, Tyler, but it's a really good traditional fitting for alt radio kind of single. Like, it's very Foster the People. Well, they sent it, it to top 40. It, it's doing well at all. I mean, it'll probably get to number one. I wouldn't be surprised. So that, But that's where they are. They're going to be an alt radio band. You know, Rolling Stone gave this record a pretty good review because I they, they, they said... I bet they fucking did. You know why? Because they said it's more mature. You know what they mean by that? It's more rock. It's more <laughs> rockets. You know it's what I mean? More it's raucous. more just typical, boring. Oh, so upset, man. Oh, I, my score. Rips. Did I get my score? No, you did score. not. Uh, six out of ten. Six out of ten. Um, right there with you. Yeah. Try to, you know, it's just, it's they're not the biggest band anymore. Imagine Dragons is. Like, who saw that coming, you know? Dude, there's 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 hype, man. The that, hype is palpable around that Imagine record, man. <laughs> like, we go back to 2016, and 21 Pilots are the biggest band in the world, and Imagine Dragons are, you know, an alt rock radio band. Mm-hmm. 2018, it's flip flopped. 21 Pilots are an alt radio band, and Imagine Dragons are the biggest band in the world. And that right. next Imagine Dragons record is gonna blow 21 Pilots out of the water. Right. It sucks. Did all right on on a positive <laughs> note. Did you see the My Blood video? I haven't yet. I haven't. Okay. It's I, really I, I had a friend it's text actually, me the morning that it dropped, and she was like, the My Blood video just made me cry. It's actually really good, and I think it's really iconic. So okay. definitely definitely hit that up. I mean, I there's will. one silver lining to take. Anything else on 21 Pilots, Seller Sharp? I don't think so. It depresses me too much, man. Yeah, we can't, we can't win. We can't, we can't win. We can't have anything, uh, man. All right, next story. Kellen Quinn has signaled that Sleeping With Sirens are finished with their new album, the follow-up to 2017's Titanic disaster, Gossip. 
And apparently, we could be in for some let's cheers to this vibe. <laughs> so... Oh, what, here we go again. Okay, okay, okay. No, no. <laughs> what, what, here's, the, here's the thing. One must believe Kellen. Oh, my God. And this is such a classic band lie, right? Mm-hmm. How many bands spin this lie? Oh, dog. How we're making... many times have they done it? I ran a story for Warp Tour 2016, I believe it was, where Kellen said that they were going to have a throwback set list. A set list for Warp a... Tour. But like it's a it's a these songs have sounded real. Tell all your frenzy. You know, it's just such a classic, God, classic it's such live a hype band move. Stuff. Yeah, it's just fuck my that thing shit, though is man. he knows though. Kellen is really smart, you know, and I think he saw that with gossip. Well, obviously, I would they fucking they can't. hope so, man. That's my I thing. I, so. Kellen is a smart dude, and I think he's he had to see that gossip didn't work. They, they're not going to work as a rock radio band. It's never going to happen for them. They don't. Uh-huh. They don't. They don't fit the mold. And I think maybe, hopefully, maybe he's realized they might as well cash in on what nostalgia is left, you know? Tour with Pierce the Veil, who probably have something coming in 2019 as well. Just go full nostalgia. I think it's a good move for the band at this point. Just get what's left. You know, it's not going to grow them. It's not, but they're not going to work as a radio rock band. And we saw earlier this year, um, Jack Fowler, remember he had said he was in the mood for 2012 sounding Sleeping with Sirens stuff, quote. Um, after, right after Gossip Tank, he tweeted that. I bet he fucking did, man, because so, he doesn't I mean, want to be this, get fucking shelved, man. This could have been in the works, you know, for a while. Oh, my God. Is it coming out on Warner? Are we getting post-hardcore on Warner Brothers? I mean, I'm down for it, you know. They're Kellen's getting fucking dropped, man. They're getting fucking that, dropped. You know, they'll put it out and do 8K first week. 8,000 you know, first week. The last one did 11, right? Oh, like, my God. The last one tanked and did eleven, right? Dude, if so. they if they drop a do it now, remember later single, if they if they drop that fire and they drop pre orders along with it, I don't know, man. They might be able to bump up to twenty. If am they, I being you know, helpful? Am I am I, I just pre I think I think I just, they gotta hit the full Death Star trigger and can't hang part two. Like just oh, just, just full, do it. Just, oh, just do it up. You know what fuck, I'm saying? Man. You know what I'm saying? Just do it. Do it. Like you might just as well. That's do what, it. Because that's Listen, really the only move has. Anyone move listening from their camp, we Matt and I have learned that industry people listen to this shit. Anyone listening from their camp, you need to make that happen. You want to make just, a little money off that band? Make that happen. Seriously. I mean, that's all that's left. Mind the nostalgia. You know, the, these kids are starting to finish college, you know? Like the, the sleeping fan, you know, the sleeping fans from 2012, they're starting you know? to finish college yep. and they will now be ready to look back on the cheers to this era. Yes. So it is smart to go back to that kind of music. Just full dive back into it. If you want this band to matter, I know all Kellen really cares about is being a songwriter now that he has right, that. Right. He's going to write songs for the musicians and take care of his family. And that's cool. And I respect it. And props to Kellen for pulling it off. He's got a good deal with Warner. But if you want to get anything from sleeping, that's the move. Go back to the full nostalgia thing. You know, don't just tease this. Right. Do it. Right. Bring those vibes. Put that American flag shirt back on. <laughs> Do another <laughs> stop. Dun, dun. I mean, I, seriously. Not, you know. Yep. And if you can't hang, there's the door, baby. Exactly. If you can't hang, get the fuck out of the music industry, baby. <laughs> <We're> so... <laughs> Be a scene band again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the only way they can make money now. That's the only I mean, way they can make some money. Um, you got anything else on this T-shirt? Nope. 
and I don't want to hear another peep from it until they deliver the tunes. This is where Tyler enters his don't say anything Fucking until I hear music Absolutely mode. not. Tom, Tom, are you listening? Are you listening? <laughs> I'm glad we haven't heard anything from you recently. The next time we hear from you, it better be some angels and airwaves fire. He's been teasing that for like four years, man. Like, Is it, is, <laughs> is it going to happen? Four he actually did drop a teaser like the day I went to Warp Tour this summer. I'm surprised people still care. It blows my mind that people still care about Angels and Airwaves, but I they mean, do. All we want is I Empire Part 2. It's not that hard. All right, let's move on to our next story, Tyler. Dude, we got a band beef alert. We got a band beef alert. Um, Blair the so, Siren. Yeah. So uh, Tyler Sharp, official band beef reporter. You know, still get those clicks and those checks. We out here get that as traffic. A expert. Yep. I'm gonna need you to walk me through what went down with Austin Carlisle and his former band of Mice and Men. All right, I'll try to give the TLDR because there's a lot to uh, unpack. Stink. This is what we're here for. So Austin commented on his Instagram, which he he tends to do. Uh, he said that he wouldn't join Of Mice and Men because he wanted to make different music and that he prefers their earlier material. And he shouted out a song from Restoring Force and I think two songs from uh, the Flood era. Uh, and which, I mean, he's basically insinuating that, like, you know, he didn't like Cold War. He said he only wrote, like, four songs off Cold War and he only... Uh, he didn't like the direction that the band was going in. And he's hinting... He, without saying it, he's he's hinting that like there was more than him not physically being able to continue doing of mice and men because of his you know his health and his Marfan syndrome. There was more to him leaving the band than just that. That's I what he it was, was hinting. Because he wanted at. to replace Chester and Lincoln Park, Tyler. I mean, you know, we out here with that too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> people thought. I mean, he knows what he's doing. He he. When he was teasing his comeback before he had to go back into the hospital again, he was using all this footage from Chester, and it sent everyone into a whirlwind. I had so many people texting me. Everyone was tweeting about it, and everyone was commenting on Facebook. Is Austin Carlisle joining a joining Lincoln Park? So that's not happening. This happens we you know story and then alan ashby comments and he says he's guitarist for mice and men right right he says man he this is what he initially said and then he took it down within like a minute he says man this is hilarious because austin i'm not sure if you remember but i wrote those songs lyrics included i never said i'd be coming back for you from storm my body's falling i think i've hit the floor from depths stop taking credit for the shit i wrote this is not the reason you left and then he deleted. I mean, there's the heat, dude. You know? There is all the, the tea. Firebomb. All the tea. He just dropped a firebomb on Twitter. And, and then he deletes it. it like right away, within a minute, right? Too bad, and too late, he, man. Everybody got the screenshots. Oh right. Oh no, I got him. Uh, and then he says simply, "I think I'm misunderstanding this." Dot dot dot. And then he You're... sent a bunch of replies to fans and fans was uh, one fan was like i was a little confused by this because when he left he said it was because of his marfans and all that so Mm -hmm. why is he saying it's musical differences now and alan said that's why i confused i thought my friend left because he couldn't do music anymore due to his condition not because he just wanted to move on and bottom line 
Austin's starting shit. And we knew, we knew when Austin departed, it wasn't all love. Like they played it off. We knew. You know what I mean? I don't even we like knew. talking about the guy, man. I, <laughs> I really it, don't. He, I mean, we know, we know what he is. I'm right. not gonna say it, but we all know what we know. We know what he is, mm-hmm. and I'm not dismissing his illness. No, I truly feel for him. I have sympathy for that. Austin is so passive aggressive with his little choice Instagram comments for playing the fans. Like, so and he strategic knows, too. He knows. Yeah, I know because it looks like he's not trying to blast right. it out. Right, but he knows media outlets are gonna pick it up, and and, and in that little comment is so much shade, basically saying. To your old band, hey, your new music fucking blows without me. Right. You know what I mean? You ain't shit. And, and I gotta say, just a quick defense, that new of Mice and Men record, while not great, is far superior to Cold World. You Absolutely. know, and probably even Restoring Force. Like, both those records blow. And it's just you knew it wasn't all love when Austin departed. And and, and here here's Austin again showing his, his true colors, you know. I've never... I don't. I don't want to. Got to. Got to be careful. Got to be careful. Yeah. I've. Ne- I. I yeah. will just say I've never. And I'm not even saying I'm talking about Austin, but mm-hmm. there are just certain people in the music industry, who you will. I've never like. I was blown away by how many people had bad things to say about certain mm-hmm. people. I'll mm-hmm. just. I'll just. I'll just leave it at that. How much? I'm just. Sometimes when you see see a certain consensus around a person, you're just like, wow. And I'll leave it at that. Same. Um, anything else on the band beef tyler sharp no it ain't nothing they ski austin called them they're they're okay now they're 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 buddy buddies it was everyone else's fault it was everyone else's fault all right let's let's do our pop story tyler and our pop story this week is lil wayne is back and he has finally released the carter five wheezy wheezy af is back and i just want to say um, disclaimer, I am a late period Wayne fan. <laughs> late period Wayne fan. I love early early Wayne fan too, but I also like late period Wayne. So, you know, you might not agree with me. I know it's it's a controversial <laughs> time of his career, but that's where I am. Um, Tyler, before we talk about the record, I just kind of want to run through Wayne's career because I think it's it's pretty important to actually like a lot of what's going on right now in rap music. Gucci, um, man. Do the dash. So, uh, Carter personally like carter four and i'm not a human human being those two records like really soundtrack to my college years Mm. so i just have a lot of attachment to to songs like i'm single right above it she will with drake like they Mm -hmm. were just they were unavoidable at parties um and it just surrounded my whole college experience and wayne was just always there so i have a certain attachment to this music and it's so cool to see him having uh, a contemporary resurgence like he is now mm-hmm. um and you think about the legacy of the carter you know like these albums um it's just every time i hear that that lighter flick for a song it takes me right back mm. to college man and in college like he was your spirit animal like <laughs> wayne was like your when you were partying he was like your rising phoenix like he was that like spirit animal on your shoulder that told you not to take life too seriously and i'm just flooded with nostalgia when i listen to this record um like no because no one lived in the moment like wayne both in his lifestyle and music his body of work you know there was no concern for musical conventions as he released music Mm -hmm. so 
it's really interesting that Wayne originally, like, commercially peaked in 1999. Right, yeah. <laughs> he was going platinum, you know, with the Hot Boys, and he was in the shadow of Juvenile. He was on Back That Ass Up, the biggest fucking song ever. Yep. Cash Money Records, you know. And after a few records, he wasn't really going that far. And the Carter two, and the mixtapes of that time sort of really put him back on the map, you know. And all of a sudden, he was the hot guest feature that everyone has. That everyone had to have on, on their albums. And and then Lollipop becomes the biggest song in the world. And the Carter 3 sells 1 million copies first week. And Lil Wayne is a superstar. A Millie from that record, you know, becomes probably the most covered rap song ever. Uh-huh. Everyone hopped on that beat. It was so huge. Yeah. I remember when Asher Roth did his cover. <laughs> like, it was unreasonably big and hyped when Asher Roth did his A Millie cover. Quick, uh, quick shout out to Framing Hanley on Lollipop. Absolutely. That was the big cover, <laughs> big video cover. Um, yep. I don't think they were counting on with Wayne, A, like his star power and as a celebrity, and B, like how likable he would be as a celebrity. You know totally. what I mean? Wayne is so beloved by everyone, and everyone's rooting for him. Yep. So Carter Four comes out after that and does 900,000 copies first week. It's super successful, but not quite as critically adored right and then not a human being too is a mess it tanks mm-hmm. everyone hates it wayne goes to war with his label and ends up in album purgatory you know fighting mm-hmm. with Birdman. but during this whole time when his music's not coming out and he's fighting with his label he's in court he shows up in a couple of like important spots like chance the rappers no problem with that infamous line free the carter people need the carter that right. song no problem is a song about you know shooting up a record label's office, you know, that Chance made. It's almost like he made that song for Wayne. Mm-hmm. Wayne still managed to be in the conversation in some respects. And um, now we have it, though. He's free from his his legal his legal dispute with his label. I think he got a $10 million settlement. Good for him. Mm-hmm. And he was able to release the Carter Five. And we have it. Um, Tyler Sharp, what are your thoughts on the Carter Five? Who there is a lot to unpack in these 23 songs, man. This is a heavy record thematically. Like, there mm-hmm. is so much weight from his mom's, like, voicemail interludes on the intro, and there's a, a there's a there's there's an interlude in there in the middle of the record somewhere, and she's on a couple other songs, too. Uh, it just, as soon as you hear uh, I Love You, Dwayne, you're just like, oh, my goodness. And then she's crying at the end of that voicemail, right? And then it, the first thing we hear next is Don't Cry with X. Right. And oh my gosh, man, like the, the, the placement of that, of that much emotion just within a couple minutes just kind of sets you off and you're like, holy shit, like this mm-hmm. is, this is going to matter, man. Like this is going to, this is going to have some effect in the, yeah. in the social conversation. Don't Cry is great song. Um, I actually, I'm not too crazy about it. I think it's a solid song. Mm. It's not one that I've come back to a lot, but I know that it's streaming like crazy mm-hmm. and just having X on a song. I mean, anything with X is a guaranteed streamer. It, it really is. And just the way that it fits in with the record, like it, there, there, there's a, there's a massive mm. emotional punch. X right. dropped the Moonlight video recently and it went to number one trending on YouTube just because he's X. Just he's automatically. So yep. 
Um, and the little peep song is just destroying it on yeah. Spotify right now. Biggest song in the world. But now he has this one as well, and this one's streaming like crazy. Like it already has just under thirty million streams. He's on having Spotify. his biggest moments after his death. It's crazy. Yep. So so after that we go into we We've get got in, more coming too, right? The Kanye record. Yeah, Kanye. Like I hear, I've heard that there's a full record coming. Like he had, a, he already yeah. had one ready to go for the fall. You've had um, a lot of material. We'll see. But back to the Carter, I mean, after that, we we ride, we kind of fall into a groove a bit until we get like the next four songs, Dedicate, mm-hmm. Uproar, Let It Fly, Can't Be Broken. They're they're all heavy in their own kind of way, like thematically. Dedicate and Uproar are kind of like your, I wouldn't say, I don't know if there's like just a legit party song on this mm-hmm. record. And that's what makes it so like interesting. Because it's not like you could you could put some stuff on at a party and it would be mm-hmm. you know it 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 fit but like this record is something that you like think about life too man <laughs> yeah like there's a lot of existentialism throughout this record uh, I love can't be broken I think mm-hmm. that is one of the highlights of the record I think the hook's really good I don't know who's singing on it I'm not sure what the credit is but uh, the way that their voice is very octaved up and. I think the the auto tune effect on it is great, and that uh, that melody's solid. Uh, Dark side of the moon, no bars from Nikki, and I like that. Sounds really good. She really serves the song there. Mona Lisa with Kendrick. I mean, this song is wow. What a journey, and it it it's kind of like the Kendra effect, right? Like he turns songs that aren't hits into hits. I don't think this is going to get sent to top 40 radio. I mean, maybe it will. I mean, I would just to see what would happen. But, I don't think so. Right. I don't think it's so. Gonna be a, but it's going to be a, but it's going to be a massive this is a Spotify gonna, Apple right. Music streamer. Right. This is going to be one of Wayne's like biggest cult it, songs. It's, it's probably Mona Lisa's in the lead right now, right? For streams, I would imagine. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's got 38 million. Yeah. So right under 40 million. But, um, it's just, it's a journey, man. It's a journey. And it's straight, it's straight storytelling. I love it. Like, it just engrosses you. And, like, the flow is solid, so it keeps you it keeps you intrigued, man. Like, you want to know what the fuck's happening. Moves at a solid pace. I mean, it, it, that, that song's a trip. If, if you haven't heard it, uh, regardless of whether or not you're into hip-hop, I, I definitely recommend it. Like, it is a, it's a fantastic proposition, and the way they execute it is just top-notch. I know that you and I we've been gone for a minute and we've talked about the next song. What about me? I mm-hmm. don't really like this song. And I know that you do. Uh, I, it's like a, I like the idea that it's kind of just like a pop song, but I don't, it's like, it's too slow for me. Kind of like mm-hmm. it, it, it feels a bit lackadaisical and it doesn't really get to the point. Um, Famous, which has his daughter on it. I love that song. She sounds fantastic on it. We get into a bit of a, we get into a bit of a, you know, it gets arduous, like the listens, like the Mm -hmm. album starts to wane a little bit, no pun intended. No. (laughs) (laughs) After track, after, once we get to problems and then the Snoop Dogg feature and hit us, but one of my favorite songs on the record comes in at 15 with Took His Time. I just feel like that is a great kind of – it's not a pop song because he does – it's kind mm-hmm. of got that Wayne vibe to it. But uh, I think that's a great song that unfortunately I think is going to be a deep cut. Yeah. But uh, 
yeah, and then the album, you know, it kind of it kind of wanes a bit through the rest of it. Uh, I do like start this shit off right. It's got Ashanti on it and Mac Main. I think that's a solid track. And then uh, Perfect Strangers and Used to aren't terrible. Like they kind of they kind of beef it up to the end. But then let it all work out, man. Like what a fucking what a perfect Wayne closer, mm-hmm. man. Like what a I couldn't think of a better vibe for Wayne to come in and go out. You know, like he's mm-hmm. fucking here. Life is good, man. Like right. that's that whole song. It just it makes you feel a way. You like you listen to that song and you can't help but smile. If you know anything about Wayne's situation and what he says in the song and how he, you know, portrays his attitude and his mentality moving forward, like it's a really cool listen and the song kind of bops, man. Like it's it's <laughs> low key. But um so yeah, this is a this is a long ass listen. There's a lot of fucking songs. Twenty three songs? Oh yeah, twenty three. And there is filler. But any album with twenty three songs is gonna have filler. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, like my question is like, is this his is this his fantasy? You know, like is this his version of Kanye's Dark Twisted Fantasy. Is this kind Whoa. of like... Is, is, oh, well, all right. All right. All right. Hit the brakes. Hit the brakes, he says. We'll, we'll have that conversation Hit the brakes, he says. So, the, I mean, that's, that's where I'm at. Like, That's a big conversation to have. Um, let's, let's keep your score first. All right. All right. For sure. So, given the filler, I feel like there's a lot of... I mean, you do it for the streams, and I'm glad he had such a massive first week. And, you know, he did he did over 500, right? Um, let's talk about sales later. Okay. All right. Well, he had a massive first week. He, it put him right back up at the top of the conversation when it comes to charts. And it's very cool to see him. So I, I totally like give him a pass on the ridiculous album length, but, uh, he's got great songs, man. And it doesn't feel like he's just kind of phoning it in, you know, like with these long ass albums, like Scorpion Drake's album. So it felt like he phoned in like 80% of that shit. I know. And all I needed was the 20 to make it a hit. Right? Exactly. Um, yeah. We're still all so talking about it. What's your score, Tyler? So I am at a 7.9 out of 10. Ooh, on the cusp, huh? I, it's right just, there. it's the filler, man. Like it, it it gets too much. Like we're, we're reviewing albums as holes. So I can't, given, given the, given the dips in, in quality mm-hmm. that come throughout the record, I couldn't give it the 8. Okay, so I thought it was interesting leading the album with the X feature. Mm. Um, this is an inter- that's an interesting way to lead your your mm-hmm. your Carter, you know, your your bedrock establishment record. You're gonna lead with the X feature, and I I like Don't Cry. Mm. I like it a lot. I think it's a really good song. Mm. Um, I think it's funny too that you know X is on this record because Wayne was so informative of soundcloud rap in this generation you know what i mean these guys yeah. don't exist without a song like lollipop Absolutely you know young not. thug uzi bird x peep none of those guys happened without a song like lollipop to change the game so it's just interesting to see everything kind of come full circle in that way and hear x you know opening the carter five I mean, m which, said it right Lil yeah. pump Lil xan imitate Lil Wayne. so <laughs> yeah totally. so I, I like that song. Uh, Uproar, you know, that's that's the party jam right there. That song mm. is going to bump in the clubs, man. Uproar, that beat just goes off. Every old school hip-hop fan is so stoked on that one, too. It's going to be a big club club hit. Um, 
I love What About Me. It's like the emotional chill track. It's <laughs> it's very like Young Thug vis-a-vis Lil Wayne right, in a weird way. Right, um, yeah. uh, I think this is the hit. Um, Ooh, you know, I this is know, to- this is the one they put on today's top hits on Spotify. It's it's the most obvious best pop song they have on the record. I think. Um, Almost had Post Malone on the bridge, but we lost them. Right. I, I think I think I think they could still do it without Post if they push it. Um, I really truly love this song and adore it. When it goes into that chorus, it's just magical. Um, Let it fly with Travis Scott is like one of the best Astral World tracks. Like <laughs> straight up, dude. I love it, man. Yep. Uh, I love it. It's great. Um, Solid. Like you said, Wayne just he sounds um, he sounds so happy on this record. Um, yeah. Can't be broken great like empowerment track you know what i mean like you just want to hear that song when you're overcoming the odds to something you know like can't hold me down kind of thing um the song with his daughter famous she sings pretty pretty effectively you know and sounds really good i like the um i'm gonna be on the tv mama little kanye (laughs) shout out um wheezy Weezy AF is like an atmosphere, you know, and yeah. you say you're not sure if it's a party record, but I think it is like you it can so? be both. It can be both like, you know, this new I, I think a new generation of college kids like in those smoky rooms and those dark parties, <laughs> you know, can really latch onto it. Wayne is just this we're resurrecting a monolith here. We're resurrecting this media obelisk. And I think these songs like Uproar and all of them are just going to kind of burn in the background at every party. I mean, that's at least what my experience was with the Carter Foreign College. So I just think I just think people are going to put this on at the parties and let it play all the way through, you know, because it kind of it kind of works like that. You you got a song like I really love you, Sue. That song is just so aggressive. He's just mm. going in on that track, you know, mm-hmm. um, I like open safe classic DJ mustard song. Um, and I even like you. I like the Nikki feature dark side of the moon. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's good. Mm-hmm. And then um the record closes with Let It All Work Out, which is just fucking beautiful. What mm-hmm. a beautiful, beautiful way to end an album. I hate 20 song albums, just like you. <laughs> I, I'm so sick of it, but I didn't mind it on this record. I don't, you know what I mean? Normally it's too much, but I don't know why, but I just, I keep coming back to this record. And I think I'll be coming back to this album for a very long time. It's a spinner. Like, you know me, Tyler. I'm that guy that's like, new music right i'm always trying to listen to new music friday every week <laughs> all I the way find through and yeah. I move on you know i'm just always going forward i couldn't do that because i kept wanting to play the carter five right every, every time i got my car on the way home from work i want to play the carter five so i think like so far of these ridiculously long albums he's been one of the most successful at delivering a certain level of consistency so i all that taken into consideration, eight out of ten. Wow, he brought it over. I think it, you know, it's it's not as revolutionary as the Carter Three. Okay, but, all right. You know, it's I think it's easily on par with, probably better than the Carter Four. You know, what so I mean? this it's, is the second best Wayne album. I mean, don't, what careful saying that because there's a whole the old Wayne fans might <laughs> you know live for that, but um, of the modern Wayne, you know. Of post two thousand six Wayne, I think. Are we yeah, getting into the, the new the, era, the second this era. This is the Wayne? second. This is the second best album of the second era of Wayne. I think. <laughs> so, the sale projections came in, and I think um, it kind of finally has come around to four seventy five k first week. Gotcha. That's so huge. That puts right? him at third on the year, right? That's massive. Yeah, he is 
behind he is Travis old. and Drake. Yeah, he's only behind Drake, who did 700, right? Mm-hmm. About 720? Yep. And Travis Scott, who did about 530. I think so. Week, yeah. Right? Yep, yep. And he beat Post Malone, who did what? 450 around that? Yeah, I think it was 450, 460, I think around it was. There, yeah. yeah. So I just, he's back on top. So fucking impressive. And again, like with Eminem, we have one of the biggest rappers in the world coming in as an underdog somehow. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. people want to support, and it's all love. You know, it somehow is. we keep getting tricked into this narrative that the biggest rappers in the world are underdogs. You know, 100%, and it's working man. for them. It's just how cool is it to see him? You know, to just basically cap off almost five hundred thousand first week. It's so cool to see Wayne do that. It's such a power move, man. This is what happens when you release. When you serve the fan base with good music, man, with invigorating music, it's a it's good all record. It, takes. it really it is. Was an, it was an easy eight out of ten for me. I wanted to give it an eight and a half out of ten, but you know, yeah. just because the the blow, you know, right, the the, right. the blow that's going to be there. But it, it wasn't. It wasn't such terrible. Blow. It wasn't like Drake. You know like what I mean? It, it wasn't like that Drake album. No, it was an easier listen. Yup, it really through. was. Yep. He's just having so much fun on the record. And he sounds, it's just great, man. Like that, the joy you hear at the end and let it all work out. Mm-hmm. I, I know that sample isn't Journey, but it kind of sounds like Journey. Don't stop <laughs> believing. You, you know what I mean? I, he's just over it. It's great. He's just like, I'm back in this bitch. You know? Back in it's it. Like, you are. Welcome back, man. The right. king, one of the kings back is back, you know? And you know he's going to have such a fun run, you know? Because he can interact with all these these new school rappers and, and Maybe show him a thing or two. 100%. Good to have you back, Wheezy. Wheezy AF. Um, okay. Uh, before we go, did you see Avril Lavigne play Head Above Water on Kimmel? Ooh, dude, I did not. I missed it. How was it? Um, well, first, I just want to say the Avril, the Avril episode of Note to Scene, we promised. <laughs> Some things have changed in the Note to Scene world that mean it's coming sooner than later. So, Ooh. Yeah, some things have changed in our lives that uh, <laughs> enable us to get it out faster than we thought. Yes. Um, but um, the queen is back, man. I mean, she did good on Kimmel. You know, she wasn't singing. I mean, it was totally lip synced, but, you know, she did good. She looked good up there. Well, that's good. Um, I'm going to come out and say it. You know, take everything Tyler and I say about Avril with a grain of salt because <laughs> we can't be objective here. We, have we both can't been be lo- objective. We've both been in love with her since we were kids. So, you know, the I mean, emo princess, man, take that as you will. But it's just funny that Avril's back thinking I found the reactions to the song were funny to me, how it was kind of a national news item. Like, remember, Avril, this is what she sounds like now. now. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, people were like, holy shit, she can sing. Yeah. I mean, maybe, <laughs> you know, we don't think <laughs> the studio, she, can. she can't sing live. It's, oh, no. I mean, she just. It's known for been known for a while that yeah. she doesn't really yeah, sing yeah, live yeah. that one. And, um, the, the Kimmel performance was totally lip synced, but you know she looks the part. You know she's having her little <laughs> Kesha praying moment, kind of bit. with the song. Like, you bit. think of the song, you like it? Oh yeah, dude. Like we talked about it on the show, didn't we? I was like, I was. I, we've been a bit intermittent, so maybe we didn't. Uh, I think we talked about it on the phone. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, it so, was, you know, the, it, it right. It all blends. Uh, the piano ballad is the wrong move, but right. this song really grew on me. And 
I think so, the hook is solid. Like it's the it's the Spotify core version of a of a piano ballad, and I can it's, appreciate it's a, that. It's it's Diet Adele or like you know like Kesha's little prank moment. Diet you know? Adele even. That's Diet kind of caffeine pushing. free Adele. <laughs> Diet caffeine free. <laughs> the full you know what I mean full stop. But um, it's you know, and I don't want to get you excited, but what I Ooh. think has to happen is next I want that fun what the hell. Mm -hmm. type type banger just do it just come back with the colors you know you had your little somber piano ballad Mm -hmm. just fire that put it chamber it up and fire that round (laughs) time for the fun one let's do it you know don't you do it let's do it i think so man i don't know if she wants to i mean they sent this fucking song to like ccm radio so what the hell worked in 20 when was that 2011 Dude, you know was like 2010 like 2011 she could make something yeah. it was like probably like oh nine almost like a decade ago <laughs> yeah, man. No, <laughs> if it worked Christ. then well i'm trying to make a time argument here totally, <laughs> totally makes no sense so just no so ignore me but um <laughs> i would like to see that for you know, sure let's same. have a fun let's have a fun banger next same we don't got to go as far as hello kitty you know but no, no. bring it back bring it back Want you? Oh, you want Hello Kitty? No, no, no! Bring it back! Bring it back! We yeah. gotta go! We gotta go reel back. it in from Hello Kitty, but let's yep. still have fun. Yep, absolutely. That, that Hello Kitty pre-chorus though is fire. Yep. I mean, a little underrated. No joke, no joke. But we can't talk about that song. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that is it for the show this week, everyone. Special thanks to our producer Davis Young. We thank all of you for listening. If you have any questions, feel free to send them in to notescene at gmail.com, and we will happily answer them on the show. If you enjoy the podcast, please rate us on Apple Podcasts. Take the time. Give us five stars. Maybe write us a nice little review, and we will love you. Thanks, guys. See you next week. Bye.